Welcome once again to Let's Talk Football with El Deport. I am Deja Ileru and I'm right here with the always and one and only Adedeja Israel. Good day, everybody. It's very, very nice to be on the show once again. Adedeja, how have you been? How was your weekend? Well, we thank God. We thank God. How, how, how did my you make your weekend? No, my man, you fan. <laughs> We've concluded that from <laughs> last week. <laughs> no, my man, you fan. Yeah. And this is a reminder to ladies that Ayileru is only as good as they come. It's only as good as you come. It's, 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 he has no iota of loyalty in him. Ladies. Yes, as good as they come. <laughs> Alright. Um, a lot of events happened over the course of the last week and one won't even happen today talking about the fact that um, former Barcelona president Josep Bartoni was arrested in Spain today following some allegations uh, about his involvement in um, in some player scandal so, um, the, there was a company I3 Media they are social media handlers and then the allegations came up around February last year that the that the club Barcelona pays those social media handlers to to disrepute their players and stuff and then players like Leonel Messi and Xavier Nades Gerard Pico were at the forefront of were said to be at the forefront of these scandals and then um, it turns out that um, investigations were made late last year by an invest uh, by an agency but it turns out that they were cleared, but the metropolis of the cat of Catalonia continued to make their investigations. And this morning, he was arrested. Ayala, what do you think about the arrest and its effects on Barcelona as a team and as an enterprise? Well, I think first of all, they will be glad he left before it happened. Yeah. Because it won't say well of the institution yeah, sorry to cut you you know one of the things that happened immediately the allegations came off came up the company one three media were actually in contract with barcelona and barcelona after denying the allegations broke all ties with the company wow. so you can continue yeah. so they actually stuck with their president yeah so now what what, what do you think they are going to do uh, well, he's no longer their president. But Messi is still on their side, so they will have to... Messi is... Um, the the issue was... The allegations were that Barcelona, the Barcelona board, paid 1-3 Media to post... Because 1-3 Media um, handles a lot of social media pages. So they paid them to post, through the social media pages, to post scandalous remarks about players like Messi and Piquet. So it's it's like there are three sides: the players, Barcelona itself, and the the social media agency. So Barcelona paid a social media agency, reportedly paid a social media agency, agency yeah. to post bad things about, about their, their players. own players. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's a very very ridiculous allegation. And if it's true, it says a lot of things about the state of Barcelona. Because it's, it's one thing that Dani Alves actually did complain about a lot of times when he was a player. So, um, 
Daniel has had a lot of complaints about about the way the club managed the players, the the human resource division of the club really. Like the players were managed well, but the people, like the the emotional part of players, were not well dealt with. And if if this turns out to be true, I think Daniel Alves would have a lot to say again. He would he would he would be like, oh, I told you so, I told you so. But what do you think? What effect do you think it would have on Barcelona as an enterprise? You know, they are currently in debt and they are in crisis. They they play a lot. They pay a lot in salaries. I know Lionel Messi has about one million pounds per week. Um, and Tony Griezmann is about seven hundred and fifty, seven hundred and seventy-three to be precise, thousand pounds per week. And then um, the club is still on the way down, and there are a lot of reports. For example, um, Barcelona are seven matches. Phil Philippe Coutinho, if he plays, if he plays seven, if he features seven times for Barcelona this season, um, Barcelona would have an add-on to play to Liverpool. So they there are reports that they are intentionally not going to use him when he's back for injury because there are a lot of a lot of financial crisis. And do you think this is what they need? This is definitely one not not what they need in a financial crisis. But what do you think? What do you forecast would happen to them as an enterprise based on this this uh, discovery? Well. First of all, based on the fact that they are not in a good place, they will definitely be seeking investors. Okay. So that's for one. And I think there are very, very few investors that would want to invest. Exactly. Yeah, that would want to. So you can imagine a situation where what they have to pay to Coutinho for Coutinho is five million, I think. Yeah. So when five million <laughs> is making ah, a lot of problem. That means there's really not much in the bank. So it doesn't say well of them at all. Especially even for the La Liga as a whole. Because La Liga La Liga prides themselves in having a lot of talent from Barcelona and Real Madrid. And when one of your two biggest clubs is in that much of a crisis, it's like the whole league is in crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, our best wishes to Bartomeu, our best wishes to Barcelona, we will be able to through this successfully for the sake of football, for the sake of the world. Um, I will not to say our best wishes to the company too. Oh yeah, our best I, wishes I, to the company. <laughs> I know they are, uh, they are uh, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, our best wishes to the company exactly. and um, our best wishes to the footballers that were at the end or receiving end of those scandalous reported scandalous remarks all right um manchester united versus chelsea was previously and it ended a zero zero draw and then um, that is i think the seventh time the sixth time that manchester united have played a goalless draw against the traditional top oh, 16. Well, the, fifth time. the fifth time okay yeah um arsenal will be there fifth time traditional top 16. And they have failed to beat the top six team in their last seven games. That's terrible, terrible for a team that. Oh, they've kept five clean sheets. They've kept five clean sheets and they've lost ten points. And they've considered seven goals. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> looking at it, um, they considered the seven goals in two games. So, and then they considered no goals in five games. Looking at the bright side of it, now how come Manchester United are able to keep a clean sheet? Against the report, the 
supposed good teams, the traditional top six teams, but then they have issues against the small teams. Like imagine considering three goals to Everton, considering two, um, one goal to West Brom, considering three goals to. I think as a whole, the defense is woeful. Yeah, as a whole, the defense is woeful. But from the uh, big six perspective, you have to look back at the first big six game they played. I think it is a mentality issue, considering the fact that they scored a very early goal against uh, Tottenham and still lost the game by six goals. So they they look to be too cautious. They look to be too cautious that okay we have to make sure we are solid at back. Even the coach doesn't necessarily take the approach, but sometimes the lineup shows that he takes the approach. I know in a situation where Ole is trying to be too cautious, he always goes for three at the back. He always so when he's playing a four and a double pivot, don't don't think about it as a defensive thing. It is not. When Ole is ready to defend, he's ready to defend. Okay. So it's it just has to be the mentality. It has to be the mentality. The game against Chelsea, they were just not good enough. We've seen other games that ended 0-0 as well, but they did enough to win the game. But yesterday, if a team was going to win the game, it was going to be Chelsea. Yes, let's talk about the fact that uh they were denied a penalty. Let's talk about the fact that they were denied a penalty. But same happened against uh, Chelsea at Old Trafford, where Chelsea had a penalty shot. So if you get denied a penalty at the 15th minute and you still have like 75 minutes to score a goal and you didn't, I don't think you deserve to win the game. Okay, yeah. Alright. Um, Speaking about the penalty, um, Manchester United players have started to complain about officiating and then they were to complain to the major complaints. There was one from Luke Shaw who says that um, the referee, he heard the referee say to Harry Maguire, Manchester United captain, that if he had given Manchester United the penalty, that there would have been a lot of noise and outro from outside. So it's looking like referees are letting the opinions of fans decide their decisions in games and it shouldn't be that way. It is what happens on the pitch that should decide what what happens on the pitch. That's an absolute joke. That's an absolute joke. If if you as a professional, if you as a professional have to listen. If you as a professional have to listen to what every other person say about uh, maybe your work, your profession, or uh, the way you even carry out the job, and it matters to you so much, I I don't think you are cut out for the job. I cannot imagine a situation where I'm the ref. So, I cannot imagine a situation where and a ref and things that I read in news, things that the official club posts, I had access to it. I should be well access to it before the game, should I? 
No, you should. I, I don't think you I should. should. It would, uh, it's of course. It's so those life. those kind of things, those kind of things are things that will influence the ref. Everything that is happening on the pitch is about what is on the pitch. Uh, say Mike Dean for example. Mike Dean is <laughs> Mike Dean is a good example. <laughs> but Mike Dean gave two red cards in one game. It was controversial. Do you understand? Yeah. He gave another red card in the next game. <laughs> it was controversial. He gave the fourth red card. <laughs> Do you understand? So if it is wrong, it is wrong. You have to forget the fact that yes, they are going to put you in the middle of it. Stuart Atwell, okay. He was the one that gave the penalty. But there are a lot of penalties or a lot of things you've ruled against Manchester United and you've given them some things that are not even worthy in a situation where they don't need it. Mm. Look yeah. at the penalty against Atapti. Without the penalty, there are five goals up. Yeah. And you are giving them a penalty for six. The penalty turned out to be a dive. Even Marcia, uh, Bernard said, even Marcia said it wasn't a penalty. But you gave it. It will cause the backlash, yes. But when it became a real penalty, you didn't give it. Now, in, 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 for the rest of what you said, for the rest of what you said, you're going to associate after the match says that um, it is beginning to look like um, coaches and players and clubs as well are playing mind games on the referees. For example, there was Chelsea posting. Um, posting a picture of of, of Maguire on their Twitter page, and there was um, there was Frank Lampard always complaining about Manchester United's penalty. There was Klopp always complaining about it. And since then, actually, decisions have not gone Manchester United. There was a Sheffield game, there was a Fulham game, and there is this one. Decisions have gone out of Manchester United's people. So um, really, 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 we have. I think we there's a submission that it shouldn't be that way shouldn't be that way and then over time there for example in the Sheffield game after the Sheffield game the FA did send back remarks that um that um Manchester United's goal should have stood and Sheffield's first goal should have not stood now but the point is the game has been won and lost Manchester United lost the game Yes, this game Manchester United. If they had played the penalty, maybe and scored, maybe they would have won the game. We don't, we wouldn't know because it didn't happen. Do you think that the FA should look into this kind of situation to look out for remedial measures? For example, it it looks it looks a far way off for a punishment meted out to referees or maybe zero point five points given to the club. It, 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 hey, you get what remedial situation can be. Can be used to compensate for these things because the, the we really would not know what could have happened. It, maybe if Manchester United had won the Sheffield game, they would have been high on confidence and they would have won every game after that. But the beginning of their downfall started from the Sheffield game. The beginning of their current running form started from the Sheffield game. So maybe just maybe. So what do you think about remedial situations for us? The funny thing about it is the fact that they come back and like dangle it in your face that yes, it should have been your way, but it is not, and there's nothing we can do about it. So it is actually very funny considering that you've accepted your mistake, but you cannot rectify it. Yeah. Uh, at uh, the match against Aston Villa, match against Aston Villa, 
they fa- <laughs> it's so funny how they do things in England. It is very very funny. If they when they make a rule and the rule goes bad, they go ahead and change it immediately. Yeah. You understand? We saw it at the beginning of the season when there were a lot of penalties and they had to start changing handball rules in the middle of the season. season. They found out that the Aston Villa team wasn't so good. It didn't favor Aston Villa against Nasty. It favored them a week later against Newcastle. Now the old rule has changed. They won't allow that kind of good again. But when you were making the rule, it seemed reasonable. Suddenly it doesn't again because of the backlash. So it shows that the old Premier League as a whole institution listen more to what is coming from the outside than what they actually know. That's why you can easily influence the ref, you can easily influence influence the uh, FA to make a new rule when you already made a whole one and you are changing it right in the middle of the season. I I don't think they will be able to do anything to rectify it unless the outside comes and influences them. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so maybe we should be expecting big, big backlashes from from fans if you want to see something change in the influence in the influencing of decisions of the FA. Let me say something. Let me say something. Alright. Just, just, to, just to rile up the Chelsea fans. Uh, Only mentioned that it all started with Frank Lampard. Yeah. In four... I think in four or five games, I think it's five games. In five games, Ole has played against Chelsea in the league. I don't think they scored a goal. No, they have. So they they themselves will actually need a penalty. <laughs> so I think they should be more concerned about getting penalties yeah. against Manchester United <laughs> than yeah. getting penalties off Manchester United. <laughs> okay, so Chelsea fans, there, there, there's one for you. There's one for you. Maybe you should be concerned about the positives for yourselves and not the negatives on others. Um, and here we have Gareth Bale. He's back in form for Tottenham and he has begun to score the goals, begun to get on the score sheet, get, begun to get on the assist sheet. He currently has eight goal contribution in his, in his last five games. And it looks like Jose, Jose Mourinho's men are backfiring on all cylinders as he has one of the best attack Attacking three in the world in Emerson, Hurricane, and Gareth Bale. So, do you think Bale can be Mourinho's joker in a challenge for European players this season? Because apparently he's out of the title race. Ish, I, I believe he's out of the Champions League race. Too, but I, I think they could anything have anything can happen. Anything can happen, bro. Do you think that Bale would have a, a strong, a big role to play, or is just a runoff form for him? Well, in, I think it is it is still premature, but if if he can keep it up, he can keep this kind of stats up. Because these are things we expect from Gareth Bale. Yeah, we've all seen Gareth Bale over the years. We saw him when <laughs> when he ran the Premier League rugged. As, so, as a left back, first as a left back. back to a winger. So we saw it all, and we know what Gareth Bale is capable of. We saw him at the Euro 2016 as well, yeah. uh, carrying 
with the wheels thing so we know what gary bale is made of we know what to expect from him and these are the kind of stats that we expect to see from gary bale so in a situation where gary bale actually keeps this up i think they can get the top four i don't see why not because all they need to do is to pull the dire dire pull him out of the defense because he's actually very very bad yeah so if you pull uh eric dyer out of the defense and uh the three is so bad the four three is so bad like you already have sona what are you looking for <laughs> so it is it's actually a very very good front three hopefully they can add ali to it the daily ali that, that we know yeah and with Dele Ali, Mourinho would have a devastating team, really. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I know. What do you think about Bill now? Should he stay at Tottenham or go back to Madrid? Because Madrid do need someone of this dynamism at the moment. There's no way else then is going to use him. So I think he should just see how the season goes. It is like he has already started so late. This is already. Uh, it started February, late February. Yeah. So. Imagine picking up from late February. You just have to wait till May and see how good you did. If you can like grow on it into the next season. Okay, alright. And then like, like if if he did, if he, I, I think if he does well, he would rather stay at Tottenham. Definitely. And go to Spain. Alright. Um. We spoke about Dele Ali, but short, in short, with score with um. Tottenham scoring run off from upsurge if they win against Burnley. What do you think we should expect from Dele Ali? Well, it's, it matters on him getting the time. Will he get the football time? Will he be played? We know he's already getting playing time at the Europa League. Yeah. We see him from time to time. So we just hopefully he can start getting maybe off the bench. A couple of times in the Premier League, make a little impact that shows that he will actually make the team and do a better job than Dolbele or Lucas Moura. Okay then. Um, there are a lot of big matches this week, but quickly I want us to examine Liverpool versus Chelsea as a bat- as a match of the battle of the top four. What do you expect from the game? They are not very very far off. That's, that's the funniest thing. <laughs> Yeah, they are not very moment. very far off. They look like two shit teams trying to work things out to just look better than the other. So I think Chelsea Chelsea already lost to them earlier this season. Where we saw I think we saw uh, Ariza Balaga blunder. If I can remember there was a Christensen red card. Yes. Yes, I, I can remember the game. So just three zero or so. Jogio lost the penalty. He missed the penalty. Yeah. So it was three zero. It was three zero. Yeah. So Chelsea need to win the game more. Yeah, they, 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 they really they need to win the game more because they've not won uh, any top six. Not even necessarily the traditional top six now. Just anything in the top six. They've not even now, gotten everything. The best result they've gotten, I think, is a draw. So they really need to win the game and to at least build a gap between um, Liverpool and make make West Ham fear. Yeah, give them a, give them a run for their money. 
As, so what do you expect? Uh, Who do you think would win the game? I can't take them apart. Yes. All right. I can't take them apart. But I do a, a favorable result to be a draw. Because you are you are an ex Manchester United fan. Yes, so you, still, you love your. So I'll I'll give them a draw. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's Milan are currently second in the league. Yeah, they are currently second in the league. And in their last five games, they've had two losses, two draws, and one win. And that has taken is Inter Milan top of the league. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think Juve can make a comeback in this season with AC Milan's current run of form? And if they would make a comeback this season, what do you think they need to do? I will always say it. I've always said it, brother, and I will still say it. Juve has nothing in this year. Nothing. So it is still between both Milan clubs. I believe it is still between both Milan clubs. But I think uh, Juve can actually show a little spirit to help them into the next season. Because we know Juve are still the best team in this year. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Uh, they are just in a bad situation. They're just in a bad situation right now. So, Juve is the best team. They're just in a bad situation right now. So, we just... They just have to continue the season hoping that they can end it on the eye. So, in a situation where they end it on the eye, they can uh, start the next season very well. It will be a very, very good positive for uh, Pelo about the whole season. Now, what do you think is wrong with you? Do you think it's the players? Do you think it's Pelo? Do you think it's the board? Well, I think for for a new coach, a new coach that no, that does have so much experience, is is learning on the job. Okay. Is learning on the job, so there are a lot of things that he will make mistake. He will make mistakes, and he will get through them. So I believe he just needs the time. He just needs the time. Say 18 months is already good enough for him. So I believe they will challenge next season. Okay, I don't think there's so much of a problem. I even believe they can do well in the Champions League. Even though they lost the last game, I believe cup games sometimes come true for new coaches. Hmm. Cup games sometimes come true for new coaches. Maybe we should write that in good. Alright, uh, finally, there is this issue of David Alaba, he has been um, there has been he has been linked with a lot of football clubs, linked with Chelsea, linked with Liverpool, linked with Manchester United, linked with Real Madrid, and he, his transfers actually seem to battle um, to battle a lot of controversy because he's 28 years old and he has won a lot of trophies, two trebles. He has won it all, really. He has act club football, act club football. Well, someone with this um, retinue of medals, where do you think you would end up? Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Why? It just has to be Real Madrid. <laughs> I, you mentioned a lot of clubs now, and the only one I think will be as interesting as Real Madrid will be Chelsea. And I, I don't think Chelsea, Chelsea doesn't have the sauce. 
there's they don't they don't have the source to attract Alaba. Okay then so Alaba to Real Madrid. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> alright, 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 alright. Um have a nice week. No, have have a nice week. Oh my god. I think I should be flogged. <laughs> I think I should be flogged. I I I I didn't, I didn't prepare this question for you. Okay. Okay. Um next week. See you guys next week. See you guys. I'm very 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 sorry.